0: Welcome to another episode of the Jungian Typology Podcast. And now we're going to go into the part two of the DCNH, the primary and secondary subtype expansion, and then we're going to go ahead and talk about... And so Lori is going to go ahead and uh, read the...
1: Subtypes have a distinctive dichotomy that does not coincide with the usual dichotomies in Jung. Subtype theory. Primary. Secondary subtype. Primary. Focusing on involved SF direct and contact needs these would include d1 with fe enhancement d1 with S E enhancement n1 with fi enhancement h1 with si enhancement secondary which focuses on abstract functions and in more spiritual and personal needs okay d2 would be te accentuation d2 any accentuation N2, enhancement, and H2, NI and enhancement.
2: I would like to add on these eight subtypes, the primary and the secondary ones. Sure. So the primary and the secondary types would be absolved when you have all of these eight subtypes in a single group. So for example, if you have two dominants in the same group, you would get one who's taking on a more direct stance and dealing more directly with the people governing them. And the other one, which would be the secondary dominant, or who focuses more on TE, he would be like, I'm to focus more on promotion, you nitwits.
0: The difference between primary and secondary is very, very big, but we can go ahead and talk about that more in discussions. And Relight is going to go ahead and talk about the 16 speculator part, to so go ahead and talk about the support for 16 subtypes.
2: Sure. So if you talk about the 16 subtypes, which Pilenko states is the next logical step, we'll have to extrapolate it from the four Model G blocks. For example, the first one is the social mission block. That would correlate with the dominant subtype. So the primary dominant subtype or D1 would correlate with the maximum function, maximum energy function, which would be ego-based. That would be the management of the program function. So for example, for ENFP, that would be any. The secondary dominant would utilize the creative function, which would have optimum energy. That would be Fe. Then we have the creative subtype as the self-affirmation block. Then again, the primary creative would be, uh, would would use the do- demonstrative function, which for an ENFP would be Fi. Likewise, the secondary creative would use Si. But then again, this is all speculatory and doesn't really make sense. So. Nevertheless, proceeding, for normalizing subtype, that would be the social adaptation block, because that's what the normalizers do. They're the backbone of the society. The primary normalizing subtype for the ENFP, they would use SE mode, or their role function. Then for for the secondary normalizing subtype of the ENFP, that would correlate with the launcher function, which has the pessimum energy, which would be TE. And for the harmoni- finally, the harmonizing subtype, that would be Ti for primary harmonizing and Ni for secondary harmonizing. I mean, if you're talking about a subtype shift, it, Golenko says that two or three functions are strengthened at the same time. So there's a stable strengthening taking place. And that's how a subtype is formed when those two functions start working expressively together. For example, the strengthening of NE and F E together makes people creative. They're also both right brain functions. And if they're complemented with S E, then you have the creative profile. And the the creative subtype creates a lot of conflicts and that's related to SE. A shift would take place towards for example, if 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 you have someone in a social environment, which is not a good setting for his own activities. For example, you take an INTP and if you're in a humanitarian environment, the shift takes place into the direction of FE and NE. That's the profile of the creative functions. The strengthening of these two functions align with the personal motivation, then the subtype shift takes place. So you need to have both of these two factors. The first factor is the strong pressure from the outside and the second factor is whether you want to align with that pressure motivationally or not. Otherwise, you'd just end up strengthening your function. For example, if you're in the military and you, you develop SE or something, but if you really have the desire to lead and become a good commander or something, then a subtype shift would take place.
0: Ideally, the sub, uh, subtype, you need to go ahead and have more of the social motivation. You have to be away from your own personal environment, and you need to go ahead and focus more on if you want to become a leader, then you need to focus on the things that will go ahead and instantiate the um contacting and the contacting the connecting and the um terminating things which would relate to um your focus on te and fe and with that it's not really the strengthening of the personal using it for yourself it's more like you want to go ahead and focus more on becoming a leader and so you will naturally um, use um those functions in that way that makes you more um connecting that makes you more terminating and that makes you more contacting you will use and bend um fe and te in that kind of way instead of using it for yourself and strengthening it and developing it and being obsessed about it rather you're using it for the social environment
2: i i think that the primary and the secondary that's that's where they come in because the secondary dominant will use it for himself to get promoted and quickly ascend the hierarchy. So Gulenko says that the dominant subtype relates to beta. The normalizing would relate to delta. The harmonizers would be closer to alpha, whereas the creatives with all of their upthrowings and disregard for rules and stuff, that would be more of gamma, the most democratic quadrature.
0: With this in mind, uh, contributing and expanding upon what we talked about in the previous discussion, Um, Do you see any differences besides the one we talked about between the primary and the um, abstract subtype?
1: I wish uh, uh, Mitch was here because he did have an interesting proposal as far as twelve, I believe, and it did include the transition that we were talking about that uh, Relight noted where two accentuations would be a conduit of sorts And that actually coincided with uh, Mitch's observation too. Although, of course, he even admitted that was speculative. I guess that needs to be ground out just a little bit before we go into that. Yeah. I think that primary and secondary differences
2: would be more visible in the contact subtypes following logically because you see all the creatives, the primary creatives, they'd be in the show business and whatnot, or those YouTubers, or dressing up like shit. I mean, yeah, dressing up too attractively for their own good. Basically, histrionics. And with the secondary creatives, they'd be more immersed in ideas. So, for example, one YouTuber, you have Numberphile. He's a mathematician, but he's, I think he's a secondary creative, and he's not so obsessed about image as it's Concrete, he's more obsessed about the idea behind things and, and the chain of links that follows.
0: The difference, what I see between the primary uh, dominant and the secondary dominant, is the primary dominant is much more reactive and cares more about winning the victory um, than the uh, secondary dominant, where every battle is very important to win. How that dominant is particularly feeling is more important than what is being done. Um, The secondary dominant cares more about creating that structure and making sure that people are following that thing. That action and that system is more prioritized than how people are actually feeling, how they feel right now. And they don't necessarily need to win every battle. They need to just win the battles that make that system better, over long term,
2: I could chime in on the secondary harmonizers. They're more like the stereotypical mystic dudes on the Himalayas, the ones who shut in or sit out, sit beneath a tree all day long, meditating and self-immersed, or focusing on philosophy and psychology. That would be more along along the lines of secondary harmonizing. True.
0: How I see primary harmonizers is that they tend to take care of more of the people around them and they are also more reactive to making sure that things are going to be peacefully resolved and they don't necessarily look through the more of the long-term problems. Um, Short-term happiness and conflict resolution for them is more important and they are more in line of the spineless subtype, the ones that actually bend over more often um to their kind of immediate uh inner circle and they tend to also make more they're more closer with their immediate circle than the secondary harmonizers in my opinion the secondary harmonizers are kind of more aloof and they are more of the person that wants to go ahead and get people together but they're going to get them together for a sake of something bigger than just their immediate circle. So they'll go ahead and connect with, let's say, two companies together, and they're not going to be like the dominant where they're going to win, but they're trying to go ahead and make that connection and try
2: to mediate between them. Coming back to the primary harmonizers, they're more like the ISFJs or the SEIs, which is literally the mediator in socionics with their creative FI, resolving conflicts, and taking care of immediate needs,
0: I feel like the the description that Galenko has, or what the stereotype of what people think the harmonizers is, more in line with the H one than the H two. The H two is much cold and aloof than the description of what the harmonizer. Is.
1: Who is that again? Who coined harmonizers as the autistic? Because that's interesting. A lot of people here identify with harmonizer, and. That doesn't
2: resonate at all. Oh, Gulenko called the the ones who accentuate on ni as autistic. Hmm.
0: I can kind of see that. Um, but that is an interesting uh, terminology. I can kind of see where he's going at.
1: See, I would think normalizing would be more in line with autism.
0: That is also true. They are. Yeah. They are both pretty <laughs> autistic. Um,
2: just but not literally autistic.
1: Play fast and loose with that term.
2: And about ones who accentuate on any, he called them people with ADHD. Oh yeah,
1: that's true. But then again, he is uh, creative also. Mm -hmm.
0: So the last one we should talk about is the primary and uh, secondary normalizers. And I see the primary normalizers as being more like the artists that follows their passion And they are kind of more passionate about things, but they also are more loyal to the cause. So the people that you see most likely that are going ahead and taking care of the actual things, um, but not necessarily connecting with everyone else. They're just like focusing on like, hey, I need to go ahead and make sure this company is doing the right work because no one else will. I need to make sure I need to do it. I need to make sure my role is fulfilled Everybody else should go ahead and do theirs, and they will remind people, but they will go ahead and take care of themselves, and they're the most kind of loyal out of all the subtypes. Not like the primary harmonizer where they're going ahead and mediating. The primary uh, harmonizer is not always necessarily the best at the job or the best to do the things that have been done before, especially when the harmonizer is under distress or under attack. The primary normalizer will go ahead and still, even under great distress, even if the company is not valuing it um, and showing that it's valuing it, if the normalizer has great, like let's say they were working in the company for like 10 years, they will highly value that company even during huge, um, great amount of stress and work extremely, extremely hard and take the most amount of shit possible
2: yeah the normalizers are basically afraid of chaos so what they want is what they want is clear directives that's why they like dominance so much because in the absence of clear directives, it would be chaos for them and not knowing what to do is the worst thing for them.
0: I see harmonizers taking the most amount of shit um, but they only take the amount of shit if they care about that relationship and they are invested in the growth and seeing if there is a loop forward so if you go ahead and tell them like oh yeah you know we're gonna have a bad time but we're after this we're gonna be okay and my problem is not with you it's just like i just want to focus on this problem and fix it then the harmonizer is like okay okay, that's great oh that's uh, actually not my fault it's just you know you're just mad right now because you're you're, you're you're you i can understand that but the normalizer on the other hand is like they are more okay with aggression like the dominant it's looking for a fight and looking to win that fight, and the normalizer just kind of takes it. But it's taking it, there has been long-term consistency, and it can take that aggression, and it also goes and says, well, this is the standard, this is how the way it goes, this is how it should be, I don't know where else to go, I just know what I know. Where I see the more of the secondary normalizers, they are the ones that are bitching the most about the rules, and they're going around and they're criticizing everyone, and they're like you're not following the rules you should be following the rules they will go ahead and tell more people primary um normalizers they're not necessarily always telling people about the rules they keep them to themselves most of the times and they will go ahead and enforce them
1: it's hypocritical
0: yeah and then the uh, secondary will be like well you didn't do this you didn't do that you were bad You're. Su-. they are just basically the mouths in my opinion but not in the way that it's contacting They will go ahead and critique and critique and critique. They're just like huge critics. I feel like a lot of the times the people that hide behind the walls and just bitch the secondary normalizers, and they will critique you and be very, 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 very anal. And gulenko says that the normalizing subtypes are the ones that are also more riding on the model A train, and the one that are criticizing the school, uh, the humanitarian school of socionics and they're more of the normalizing subtype, and they're the ones that are saying, "Well, no, this is how it, it was, this is the way it was, it's better."
2: He said that uh, the terminating types would be more would be less receptive receptive to his system.
0: Yes, and he also says the normalizers are more of the people that ride the Model A, while the creatives are more the ones that ride the Model G. He also said the same thing with process and results.
1: Exactly. I was gonna bring up process, results, evolutionary, evolutionary. Yes.
2: Normalizers are also, but all they are also quite precise in their thoughts. That's why you have so many philosophers who have been normalizing types, such as Spinoza or. Nietzsche because they're very precise in their formulation whereas, whereas the primary normalizers they're more of the finger whacking, not moralizing types which are always saying that you should all do it because i do it and i do it because everyone else does it too
0: the primary um normalizers they are more skillful but they're not fully developed in their thoughts as much as the secondary um, normalizers the secondary normalizers are less skillful of the actual doing it but they're better in crystallizing those thoughts because they spend more time away as a secondary subtypes away from the actual um short-term events that are happening now and they go ahead and they terminate from a distance all these kind of ignoring kind of points that they have in their head they're like okay cool like these are the systems that the things that other people should be doing not themselves <laughs> why the primary is like well these are the things that my immediate family the immediate short-term problems are doing So we should go ahead and do this. I should do this.
2: I think the reason why they're ignoring is because if you have a stable system, you have to preserve it. If you're going to be initial and take on any new thing, then that can destroy your system. So you need to have a small buffer that stands. That's where the ignoring aspects comes from. In his 2006 article, he mentions a different set of accentuations for each each subtype when we compare it to the newer Hangout with Gulenko, in which he states a different set of shared accentuations. For example, in the 2006 article, it was for the dominant, it would be F-E-N-T-E, creative S-E-N-N-E, normalizing F-I-N-T-I, harmonizing S-I-N-N-I. I mean, In his original article, he states for the dominant, it would be P-E-F-I, so that would be all the extroverted functions. For the creative, it would be N-E-F-E-N-S-E, and then normalizing would be LTR, LRT, which would be TI, FI, and an additional NI. For the harmonizers, it would be STR, which would be SI, TI, and FI. But in his newer stance, we shall say, it is the dominant subtype. It was TE and SE with an additional FE, because he states that, you're not simply a leader, but also a charismatic leader. But the practical component is, is, the form, is of the foremost importance. Next, this, the creative subtype, he redefines it as, there's still too much confusion, but he redefines it as NE and FE with additional SE. The normalizing subtype, it's now TI and SI with additional FI. And for the harmonizers, it's now NI and FI with additional SI as compared to SI and NI with additional Fi. So it's all messed up, and we don't really know what the case is. Oh, and one short comment. Uh, He says that he's changed his mind because the experimental data did not fit with the theory.
0: What is the experimental data that he ran?
2: Yeah, the differences were because of all the things that were gathered weren't noticed and detected during numerous consultations. So for instance, during conducting the socionic diagnosis, where all subtypes of the lyric, which is the IEI or INFJ, MBTI, INFJ, typo detected. The accentuation for creative was, in addition to any NFE, the third one that might be strengthened was SE.